Rogue Adventure. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about Rogue Adventure. So this does also have cards. Actually, everything has cards. This is all every cards. Game, every game ever has cards. All games are just card games when you really think about it. Candy Crush, cards. Yep. Candy Card Crush. Let's start with C. It's confirmed. Yep. <laughs> also starts with C. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Rogue Adventure is a card game more like uh, Slay the Spire, Breach Wanderers, that that sort of thing. That's am I weird saying that? That's correct. No, right? no, no. It definitely takes inspiration from from this whole uh, like card roguelike genre that Slay the Spire spawned. I yeah. feel like, yeah, Monster Train. Monster Train is so much fun, but I wouldn't compare it to that. Monster Train is is a bit oh, is different. I've never played it. I don't even know what it looks like. So <laughs> okay, no, let's talk about that for a second. Go for it. Monster Train is cool in the way that it's subversive a little bit. In Slay the Spire, in Breach Wanderers, in Rogue Adventure, you are the offensive force. You are going through these lands, fighting your way up to bigger and better things as as you are an offensive force through these games. Yep. Monster Train is much different. You are on a train that is under attack and you are placing your cards in order to defend uh, the train's positions. So is it more like tower defense? It, it does have a lot of tower defense elements. I was going to say that. It is like, yeah, it's, it's basically if you took the Slay the Spire and like Rogue Adventure mechanics and piled them on top of a tower defense game oh. is what you get. I might try that. I like tower defense games like uh, Dungeon Defenders. Fucking love Dungeon Defenders. Me too. I haven't played it in so long. I've bought like everything for Dungeon Defenders 1, 2, and Eternity. And I haven't played it in forever. We need to fucking play together. I love it so much. Want to do it right now? Uh, anyway, <laughs> Rogue Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, Slay the Spire and all that. There are different classes you can unlock unless you pay for it or you have... Um, the Google Play Pass, which I have, and I, the only reason I want this podcast to be any sort of monetary success is so I can write Google Play Pass off as a business expense. I mean, you already can. Can I? Yeah. I already did my taxes. Fuck that. <laughs> taxes are so bad. I hated them this year. If you have to have taxes in more than one state, fuck you. Fuck me. So, yeah, if you have Play Pass um, in which you get all the extra stuff for free, or if you pay for the game, then you just unlock all the classes immediately, and it's kind of anticlimactic, I think would be a good term for it. Yeah. Because, like, when you start off playing, it's like, you have to, like, win a certain amount of time with, like, different characters or different classes in order to unlock the next class, and it's... It's pretty cool stuff, but then all the classes just get unlocked, and you're like, okay, now what? Like, it's still fun. I absolutely love playing the game with the various classes. Let me actually pull them up so I can tell you what my favorite classes are. What is your What is your favorite class? While you're looking at it, I'll tell you my favorite class. It's the Necromancer. Necromancer! That's a good... No, the Necromancer is, is very fun because you don't... You have only minions. It's very... It's a minion and exile-heavy deck. Pretty much every time that you play something, it goes away. And then you have other cards that do bigger and better things, depending on how many cards have gone away. Or or exiled, as the game likes to call them. But that's not fun. It's gone away. That's the new definition. I have decreed it. Okay, so what's the new definition for... What's the new term for remove? Oh, it's just remove. That's fine. 
Okay. <laughs> so gone away and remove. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's, it's fun. I like, I just like summoners in general. It's so much fun. We should probably talk about what the first one you start with is though. Yeah. It's warrior. You start out with warrior. Uh, and it's basically like you play a combat card because there's combat cards and magic cards. Every card is one of those two. And um, every time you play a combat card, you gain a shield. So you just block yourself from some damage. Yeah. The the warrior is a very, very kind of basic uh, high defense deck that, that can kind of... It's not ever going to get like ludicrously powerful. There's not a whole lot of, at least as far as I am aware, like the horrible combos that you can do with it. But... It is a very good starter deck. It'll get you through the game and is is pretty defensive. It's very it's passable. Actually, uh, one combo you can potentially get, depending on the cards that you get throughout the game, is there are those like like attack all creatures for the amount of shield you have. So if you just focus on building up as much fucking shield and resistance as possible, then yeah, you can slaughter a lot of shit. Yeah, you need to grab armored for that, though. Because all of your shield disappears at the at the end of every turn, or at the beginning of every turn, I guess I should say. There is a condition that you can get called armored that makes that not happen. Yeah. So you start off as a warrior class, very defensive. There's there's some cool things you can do with shield, but it's very hard to get armored, which is what you would need to keep your shield through all of your turns. Right. There are some cards that give you armor. There are some uh, items that give you armored for a short amount of time. But yeah, you pretty much want to try to like build it up on one turn and then release it on that turn, which which can be difficult. But when you do it, it's fucking great. Yeah, it's definitely one of those games where if you can build up to the right thing, you can deal just massive damage. And it's very satisfying to do once you actually get the build up right. Yeah. So the warrior is like a class that just teaches you more about combat cards. And so the next one you unlock is the wizard, which teaches you more about the magic side of the cards because that has stuff that happens every time you play a magic card. And then it it gets more um, complicated after that, where they're not usually like just focused on one side, like either magic or combat. It usually has a... I will say most of them do have a term or a definition to follow like the warrior you want you want physical cards you want shield the wizard you want magic cards you want uh you want weak which reduces the amount of attack that things do Um, with the necromancer you want exiles to to increase the the damage or the shield that some of the cards can give you so there's all something that it wants you to focus on but you don't have to you can build your deck in a myriad of ways and that's that's kind of a great thing about this game is that every class, as long as you like the mechanic of it, you can build whatever deck you want and it'll still be viable. Maybe not at the higher difficulties, but if you want to take a Necromancer and make like a big deck that just has fairies and sets fire to everything, you can do it. And you can beat it on Normal or Inferno 1, which is like the second kind of tier difficulty, without too much of a problem. So it's it's pretty, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, so Necromancer, very good class. Um, I also like Engineer, and that is you are given a, a, an order in which you need to play combat and magic cards. Like maybe it's combat, combat, magic, or whatever like that. And that will get you another card, and it will get you another mana point, and you can do shit from there. And it's very like robot heavy, which there are cards that like, for the amount of... uh robot cards in the game like do this so it's there's a lot of cool things you can do 
just just building those up uh and it's it's a lot of fun you can make some huge fucking combos you you reminded me of something that most robot cards also have the exile uh term on them so weirdly enough the necromancer deck benefits from having a lot of robots yeah, and the neat thing about Exile, as long as it's not removed, that's con- still considered part of the game. So, like, there is a robot card that it's like, uh, it makes a copy of itself and then exiles itself. So there's only one copy of it in the game, unless you bought more than one card, in your deck. Yes, yes, yes. But in the whole game, you still have all those exiled cards. So if you have another robot card that says, like, however many robot cards are in the game, whatever, like, it does this amount of damage or this amount of burn or whatever. It stacks up pretty good. For the most part, cards with the same keywords synergize very well together. There's fairies that are, tend to be magical and they do like status affecting stuff like burn or poison. Um, there's beastmen cards which tend to do shield and straight damage and scale off of each other. Uh, angels tend to like heal you and scale off number of angels. And then robots do a lot of shit based on how many things are dead they have they have added some new races in in a recent update but i haven't played much since then so i don't know a lot about it oh there's ancient that's um a lot of the ancients i feel like they either they either transform like uh use this x number of times and it transforms into something else hmm okay or a lot of them are are like uh so there's there's knowledge where you have to use like if knowledge is if it has to be knowledge two, you have to use two cards before you use that one to get that effect. Ooh, that's interesting. I don't know if I like yeah. that. I don't know if I'd be good at that. Yeah, it, it really takes a specific deck. So there's knowledge and then there's I forget what the other one's called. The card has to be used first to get that effect. Oh yeah. There's also a, a handful of things that are like you can only play this if it's the last card in your deck or if you have an empty deck or an empty discard or things of that nature. Yeah, it has to be either empty discard or empty draw. And those tend to be those tend to be very powerful, but you have to get you have to get pretty lucky. Yeah. It, like at the beginning pretty easy to get it. Towards the end when you're building up all those fucking cards, harder. But yeah, so that's ancient plays around a lot, I feel, with like play order, like how you play the cards. And it's it's fun. Then you have cards that if you have one of every race, that's when it does shit. Oh yeah. If you have the deck with the least synergy possible. Yeah, I think I do remember seeing one or two of those and I just immediately pass them by every time. Yeah, there's uh, three of them, which is another thing. There are a couple sets of cards that there are three in the set, two or three in the set, depending on the set. And if you get all of them and can play them usually in the same turn, then they summon a new card and cool shit happens. I've done that like once. Because it's hard. I would, I would assume. Yeah, like the easiest one is the one that, that I got it with is uh, the Beastman that you start getting like towards the beginning where it's like uh, do three damage and three shield, three damage and three fire, three damage and three poison. Hey, you know what we haven't talked about yet? Jack, how do you play Rogue Adventure? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's cards. Listen, I told you there were cards. What else do you need to know? That's fair. Um, I mean, we did say it was like Slay the Spire. 
Well, yes, but for for the audience that perhaps this is their first foray into the deck building card crawl sort of uh, roguelike thing. Listen to my Breach Wanderers episode. <laughs> you know what? Fair, actually. <laughs> No, uh, serious. <laughs> um, no, but like, yeah, so you have a uh, hand of four cards. Um, and you basically like use the cards. Some cards, uh, most of the cards have to target a specific uh, creature. You are across from one to three creatures. I think, th- I think, I think three is the maximum. Yeah, three is the max. And you have to to target, or there are some cards that you just like swipe up and it's fine and it affects all of them or only affects you or whatever. So yeah, and then the creatures will have their own abilities. Like sometimes you'll make a whole deck that revolves around a week and you'll get up against a boss that is like, every time you use weak on this boss, it gets extra powerful. Yeah, yeah, there is literally exactly that. And it sucks to fight him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but there's that for, like, almost everything you can do in that game. It's like, if you use burn on this, then fuck you. My favorite favorite is the one where, like, if you block any damage from this creature, it gains two attack power. God, right? Yeah. Like, or every time you put block on yourself, it puts block on itself. So there's there's definitely some annoying ones out there, but that's that's what makes it fun. Um, Or the ones that, like keep summoning new guys and every time the guys die it gets more powerful so you just really need to focus on the main guy yeah but that is where the limit of three creatures comes in handy where you can kind of abuse that so that if there are three things on the screen no summon conditions will work like dudes can't make more dudes that does help it's just uh what i think is funny is like so the bosses in each section, like there's um so I haven't played a whole lot of Slay the Spire, so I'm gonna use Breach Wanderers as the example. Where like there's different paths that you can take. So you start off in a certain way, and then there might be two or three branching paths that go to an enemy or a treasure chest or a market or whatever. And then they go to a boss. And the bosses at the end are usually different in most runs. Like there's there's only a handful of bosses that can be in each area, but like it's not just the same static boss each time. Except for the final boss. In the final area, there are only, what is it, two mini bosses and one like main big bad final boss. I think that's right. And those are always the same. And to me, the final boss is one of the easier bosses. The final boss is very fun to fight, but I don't think I've ever lost to him once getting there. Yeah, um, I have just because I've been overconfident and not paid attention to shit. But yeah, like if I've ever actually like if I don't also have a video going when I'm playing, I I don't I don't lose. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's neat because they're, you know, it's the final boss. There are like four different stages. But yeah, I do think it's funny that it's the same every time and it is one of the easier bosses you can get. Like, I think that fucking tree is one of the harder bosses and that's one of the first bosses you usually get. Oh, yeah. So there's this tree boss and it is constantly putting these berries i don't know what they are they look like they look like evil cherries yeah it's constantly putting them into your deck and when you draw them they don't do anything and they cost one mana to play and if you play them they're exiled they're out of your deck but if they're in your hand at the end of a turn they deal two damage to you and then just go into your discard and we'll keep cycling through so you can get a bunch of those fuckers 
you only have three mana a turn. Every time it gives them to you, it gives you two. So you have so many of these cycling through your deck. And anytime a card says, like, suffer two damage in that way where it's not coming from an attack. It ignores your shield. Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't hit your shield. It just hits you. Yeah. So if you don't kill that guy quickly, it'll spiral out of control real fast. Which is hard because he's also healing himself and the other two bitches he summons all the fucking time. Yep. That is a that is a monster of a fight. And the other bitches, the the bitches he summoned, they're not necessarily like easy. Like especially since like if you take one down, he just ends up summoning another. Um so it's uh yeah, it is in it is one of the bosses you can get in like I think it's the first area and to me it's one of the most challenging. No, you're absolutely correct. It definitely is. Yeah. You know, it's the same as getting the the what is it? The time eater in Slay the Spire. Or that's just a horrible thing that you don't want to run into or your game is dead. Yeah, it's just like, well, shit. But usually it's just a long game rather than necessarily you're going to die here. It's just you're like hacking away for a while. And speaking of that, this is kind of a long game. This is not a game that you play for five minutes. Like it's it's kind of a you can you can put it down whenever you want. But if you do a run of it, it's going to take you half an hour, 45 minutes. Yeah, that's what kind of keeps me from not playing it as often, because like, even though there is variety in it, it is tiring to go through like, what, five fucking areas all the time. There's just so much. I wish there were like shorter versions. So I've played each of the classes a couple of times, which by the way, I do have a least favorite class, the fucking pirate class. I've only played like once or twice because it fucking sucks. I hate it. I, I haven't played with all of them yet. I kind of I kind of got to Necromancer and then I poked at all the other ones once or twice. I'm like, no, nah, Necromancer good. Yeah, Necromancer good. I do like the Ranger. Oh yeah, the Ranger is neat because it's like every time you use a combat card, you shoot a piercing arrow that does two damage to a random enemy. That ignores the enemy's shield. Yeah, you can upgrade. We should talk about merchants too. Oh yeah. There are there are four things that you can run across on the field that aren't bosses. There's essentially like normal enemies. There are elite enemies, which are just a harder fight. There are treasure chests, which you can grab some money and a card out of them. And if you want to watch an ad, you can grab some more money and another card. Unless you have Game Pass, in which I didn't know that it was an ad to grab the other stuff. <laughs> or you can pay to remove ads and then just grab stuff. You can do that too. But the paying to remove ads in this game doesn't add a whole lot because there there are not a ton of ads in this game. It's mostly useful for tournaments because then you get an extra card. Which we'll get to tournaments later. And of course, a very cool thing about this, anytime you're presented with a card, you do not have to put it in your deck. If you say, this does not synergize with anything I have you can just completely pass it by and the game will not care. Which is good because there are not a whole lot of opportunities to thin your deck. Basically, only when you go to a merchant, you can get rid of like one card and you have to pay to do it. And which is the fourth type of space that you can land on is the merchant. And there you can buy cards to put into your deck. You can buy like some healing and some temporary upgrades. You can buy items you can buy items and then you can buy these like permanent major passive things that's what i meant by items oh, okay i thought <laughs> you meant like the potion and the meat stick no that's what you just said with the help whatever <laughs> the uh the items 
are are very powerful things and they use a different currency that's not gold they use gems that you get significantly less often but you usually get them by foregoing other cards so if you like know what you want uh from the outset you can generally get a lot of gems throughout a run and then you get to these merchants and you can buy some very powerful things like when you hit enemies with weak instead of losing 30% attack power they lose 50% or uh, at the start of battle all enemies gain two poison or one of my favorites while you are at full health gain five strength yeah that's a good one five is a huge number in this game where most attacks are dealing two three five damage yeah and five strength means everything you do that deals damage like directly from an attack deals five more and it can it can grind through things really fast it can make light of a lot of the bigger battles as long as you can keep your shield up there is also circling back to something we talked about forever ago you can there's one that gives you permanent armored so your shields never go away it gives you permanent armored yeah or it's it's long enough that it may as well be permanent it's like gain armored for the first five turns of combat Oh yeah. Something something to that effect. It's long enough that outside of boss battles, it's effectively permanent. Um, and there are a lot of those that can very drastically change the way that, that you play the game. It, it's just another customization layer that is very nice and let, makes you feel powerful because it's not like, you know, oh, 5% here, 2% there. It's not these little like tiny upgrades that amount to to a lot over time. It's this is a game changer and it's here right now. Yeah, some of them are like literal game changers. Like one I like is if you deal damage to yourself, then shit happens. Um, And there are cards that deal damage to you while doing something or put specific debuffs on yourself. Like there's an item you can get that every time you go to a merchant, you just automatically get one more mana at the next battle you're in. That one's fun too. For those specific fights, having extra mana is fantastic. Although most things that give you extra mana also then give you the status of overcharged, which means you are no longer allowed to gain mana for that turn. Yeah, but if you do play a card that gives you mana when you have overcharged, you instead get strength and resistance, which improves your shield and uh, uh, damage that you do. So like, it's still not a complete loss. It just, you have to play it more strategically. Basically, it's got a lot of cool components. I think we've gone through like 90% of, of them besides the class-specific ones. We definitely have. It's There's kind of a bottom line here. There is a lot to love about this game. No matter what sort of build you want to play, no matter how you want to play, whether you want it to be just kind of a casual romp or whether you want to get like hyper-meta into building the best things possible and getting the biggest numbers possible there there are the higher difficulties i personally can beat normal mode with most classes and i think i can beat inferno one which is the second difficulty level with like two and that's about the limit of my skill with it but i have fun playing this game on normal mode because that's like a that's my level of challenge as like the fakest fake gamer (laughs) (laughs) hey I'm the fakest fake gamer. <laughs> no, you're you're just fake gamer. I'm the fakest fake gamer because I play on PC. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I only have two class. Oh, I have three classes I haven't beaten on normal yet. Yeah, Druid, Pirate, and Rune Master. Rune Master's hard. Yeah. 
Anyway, I was going to talk about the tournaments, which is another thing. Pretty much if I'm playing nowadays, I'm pretty much only playing tournaments. Um, what they are is every week there will be a new tournament where you are given a specific set of items that everyone else is given that give you like various boosts. And you're also usually given like some sort of condition. Like there's one that you, there's one I had that you can't recover health in battle only at the merchant. But like it's different for each, like it's usually like synergized with whatever items that they give you. Like it's, it's very deliberate. And then you are given selections of cards to pick from and you can pick up to, uh, I think it's 10 cards. And then if you watch an ad, you get 11 or something like that. And, and yeah, you build your deck based on that. You can't, it's, it's a lot harder to get items in a tournament because like the, the merchant isn't the same at the merchant. There's only like three or four cards for you to pick from. And you can basically only like heal yourself, gain health and like get rid of a card on top of the cards you can buy. There's no item you can buy. And uh, it's just, it's just very limited like that. So you have to play, you have to build around the items that shit you're given. It's a neat challenge that I've yet to beat. I wish they, they gave you partial credit for just getting through some of the levels, but no, you only place if you beat the whole thing, which is so much, but I still like going back and fucking with it. Yeah, I, it's really nice that it's not just kind of random, that it is very curated. Because you can have some really bad combinations if it was just random. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a lot of things that would be very bad together. But yes, it is specifically curated. So if you're really good at the game and using those specific status effects or whatever, then it can it can be pretty good. But I'm not as good. But it is it is a nice variety beyond just the classes. So I like to mess with it every now and then. Definitely the whole the fact that I have to go through so many goddamn levels to beat it is is definitely wearing me down. Yeah, having a short mode would be kind of appreciated. But I feel like short mode is just, hey, play the first level and then quit. Yeah. Like they have some other modes like there's God, there's hell mode. That's nine worlds. And then there's void. That's three worlds. Oh, yeah. But with void, it's like a random deck. Oh, yeah. So there is a random mode as well. If you want that level of chaos. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's three different modes. I think for hell and void, you have to like unlock those by doing shit. Could be wrong, though. You do have to unlock them by going through some pretty high level stuff. That's more difficult than anything I can do. You can pay for the or you can pay for the full game unlock and it just unlocks literally everything. Yeah. What What's neat, though, is if you have the gameplay pass, you actually have to still go to the shop in the game and unlock all of it. I didn't realize that, which is why I didn't have shit unlocked at first. And then I did it. And then it's like, oh, everything's unlocked now. OK, but, you know, as far as like, you know, paying for games like people get real uppity about paying for mobile games in a way that they don't get about paying for like any other type of game. Yeah. And I I do kind of understand where some of that stigma comes from. A lot of the things that we've talked about on this show are like one-time purchase things, remove ads, unlock other game modes, that sort of thing. But there are a lot of very predatory practices within the mobile games market. Well, so I, I take beef with that because it's not just in mobile games like loot boxes and microtransactions are becoming a huge thing in console games as well. Like that was a huge deal with uh, was that Star Wars game EA made a couple of years ago? Yeah, with Battlefront 2. Battlefront. Yeah. But people, if they see a mobile game that costs two dollars 
or like even one dollar, they're like, why the fuck would I pay for a mobile game? Like, I, I understand being wary of like gotcha games or just microtransactions in general. Like there are so many mobile games out there that are literally nothing but there for fucking making ad revenue. But I mean, part of that is because like people don't want to pay for a mobile game by and large. I mean, that's why almost every mobile game has ads. Yeah, because most people would rather download a game and then see that it has ads than pay a dollar for it, which I get. There's a lot of mobile games out there, but also like, I don't know. I just, I just don't feel like people complain about this when it comes to like indie games on like Steam or Itch, you know? People, people do. Oh, really? It's not, it's not quite as loud, but there is definitely a very vocal, like, why would I pay $15 for this game that's only five hours long? mindset even though like that might be the best five hours because it's a, a very tightly curated experience I mean, fucking until dawn existed that was 60 games for a six hour game <laughs> or 60 dollars for a six hour game yeah yeah that was fun though i didn't play it but because it's scary is there anything else that you wanted to talk about about rogue adventure i think we've kind of covered everything i think we've covered way more than we needed to cover to talk about that game yes yeah okay so we should move on to the next game with Rogue in the title. And the last game we have on our list, Rogue Jack. Okay, so this I have some conflicting opinions about. Because like... Same, same. On the one hand, I really, really enjoy it. This is, um, you play Blackjack as an RPG. Like you fight against monsters by playing Blackjack against each other. And then there's like different abilities that you can have and and shit like that. And it's also available on Steam. And it's a very um, simple style, like very pixel. And you just go through dungeons, opening chests and fighting monsters. And I think the monsters, it's the kind that they only move when you move, right? Correct. Yeah. Anyway, it's a lot of fun, and they even have a thing that, like, if you die on the fifth level, you have the opportunity to just immediately go back down to the fifth level instead of grinding back through again. But, I don't know, I just feel like it gets so hard to actually beat stuff, especially if you're not grinding through. It does. Okay. Um. So, for the record, I just opened it up, I started a run, and I'm already dead. Yeah. Did you start, like, blank from the beginning? No, I mean, I, I went back down to where I was. Okay. I'm decently far in the game. I I basically w- grabbed my gear, went back down to where I had died before, picked up my tombstone so that I recovered all the like experience and stuff, walked into two enemies, beat one, died to the other, revived, because you can do that once, died to it again. And there's a core conceit of this game that's very fun, in that Blackjack is very fun. And this adds a, I don't know if I want to call it an RPG element, but it does add a progression element to the game, where instead of like, you get your two cards and then are just choose to hit or stay and and be dealt one, you are actually dealt a couple cards. And depending on how high of a level you are, the number of cards you get dealt goes up. And as well as the number of cards that you can see go up so you have a little bit more options in how you can pick and choose what card to add to the two that you already have so it makes it a little bit easier to to get to 21 or to 20 or high enough but because this is an rpg you have a strength and health and enemies have a strength and health and they tend to hit a lot harder than you do but your health values are pretty much the same so it gets to a point later in the game where if a bad draw will just end the game. Yeah, I just started and I already died again. Yeah, I mean, much like real Blackjack, there is a lot of luck and very little skill that goes into this. Not no skill, but 
not a lot and the game can just destroy you without you having any say in the matter yeah like it's one thing if you're like up against like one guy and then again they only move when you move so you can usually like get away from them after like maybe having like one round of battle with them because that's another thing is the farther you go in these levels like you know at the beginning if you beat them, they just die. But then as you get farther, there are some of them that you have to beat them a couple of times before they die. Yeah, because if you beat like beating somebody in one game of blackjack is hitting them with your weapon one time. And sometimes they have more health than your weapon deals. So you have to fight them multiple times. The thing that I just lost to is um, if it hits you, you get poisoned. Oof. So not only was I still having to do more fights while poisoned because it's not dead yet and it's going to keep following me, but I'm also just straight up hemorrhaging health because poison is a thing that happens in blackjack. Yeah, I just got caught in an area where I was going to go one way, then saw there were like four guys there. So I changed my mind and went back, but now I'm trapped between four guys like on all sides that were coming after me. So I'm just going to die here eventually. Yeah. When you start playing this game, it is very fun. And I feel like that can be said for a lot of mobile games, actually. Yeah. Particularly the more predatory ones, which this isn't. Yeah. Like, there is an option to get rid of ads, and that's, like, it. Yeah. And even that was, like, what, two bucks or something? Yeah. It's it's nothing. But, yeah, it's very fun at first because the progression is nice at the beginning for the first five levels or so. But then the further you get down... The, the harder it is to deal with what's there. And you have levels too. And every time you level up, you, again, it basically makes it easier to get blackjacks. But once you hit like level five or six, the amount of grinding it takes to get to that next level when you need like 90 experience and a monster gives you two after you fight it three times, it's, it's a lot. I, I mean, that's that's definitely why I stopped playing because I was having fun with it, but it just got to be it got to be too much. Yeah. And, and what's really annoying is that there's only so many um, places to get items in the game. And so many of the what looks like item drops, you go over it and it's just random junk. Yes, that's literally what it says yeah. is it just says this is just random junk. Literally 50 percent of item drops in this game are nothing and the fact that not everything drops an item like getting an item drop on its own is already a percentage and then when half of them are 100 useless and then another half of that are like useless for your current situation it makes it not worth it but when you do find something good like when you actually find like a better weapon or something it's very nice and almost game-changing but happens so rarely yeah it's just very hard to like customize yourself at all in any good way and like there are different classes and i don't know how you get those or change them is it just like you level up and you change into a different class yes so each class is it's i hate the system i really do it's got a cool idea behind it, but I think it's very badly implemented in that every time you level up, you change to a different, better quotes class that gives you a better ability. And each level is the same. Like every time you hit level two, you'll always get to that same level two class and they always do the same thing. So it is static in that way. But there are also items that are better when you are certain classes. Like there's an item that's like, hey, this is a six shooter. If you are the cowboy, it does one extra damage, but you're not the cowboy anymore. Because that was like seven levels ago and you can never go back to it. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's just what I, I just picked up that gun, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Because, yeah, Cowboy's, like, level three or something really early. And it doesn't, like, I don't know. I don't remember it ever telling me what I turn into. Oh, because it doesn't. Okay. You have to find it yourself on it. Like, you get the little level up prompt, but then you have to actually go, like, to your status screen in order to figure out what all changed. So now we're just dunking on the game when it does start out very fun. It does. I can't understate how much enjoyment I got out of the first couple hours of this because I love Blackjack. Yeah, Blackjack is so fun. I do wish you could split. What's splitting? Oh, okay. So in Blackjack, if you're dealt like, say, two tens, you can split them and get dealt another. Like those become your uh, those become like a face up card and then you're dealt um, another two face downs. So you now effectively have two hands and like double the pot. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I've uh, I've never played like actual blackjack just like on video games. <laughs> and they don't usually let me split on the ones I've played. Same. I think most of my blackjack experience comes from a a Game Gear blackjack game that I had as a kid. I mean, I've, I've played it a little bit in real life, never in like a casino setting. But that game let you split. Rogue Jack does not. Yeah. Oh, hey, here's another annoying thing is I have a bear that from where it's standing is covering one of my cards. What? Not like the cards I have to play, but like the two cards that you first get dealt that like, yeah, I can still see that it adds up to 19. But like, what if that's an ace? I don't believe I've ever encountered that. Honestly, I I didn't have any problems with the UI or the, the like visual experience. I hadn't until right now. That sucks for you. Yes. I will say the the design of the game is also fairly nice. It's pretty simplistic, but it gets across exactly what it's supposed to. It feels like an old ASCII dungeon crawler, like like the ori- oh, like the yeah, original yeah, yeah. Rogue. It's got it's got very heavy Rogue feel to it. That's a word, Rogue feel. Rogue feel, the new genre of game, roguelike, rogue roguelite, Rogue feel. No, no. <laughs> I think I think you're wrong. You're the one who said it. I am the one who said it. I'm always wrong. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, what what is the farthest level you got down to? 26. Oh damn, I just now got to 18. Yeah, let's see. I'm on floor 26. I am level 8. Wow. Let me go back down and see what level I get once I get my experience back. I accidentally went to floor one instead of back down to where I was. Oh, that sucks for you. Okay, at level eight, I am dealt three cards, and they have a 70% chance to be face up. Oh. So pretty decent odds that I can pick and choose whatever I want. But if I get, you know, a 16 and I'm dealt three tens, which is very likely because there are four cards that are worth 10. Yeah. Then I'm just shit out of luck. I lose that round because almost everything will always get 19 20 or 21 when you're down this low yep 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 fucking sucks it also takes me 300 experience to get to level nine and monsters still only give you like two yeah it's like such a good game for the first five levels and just like i guess the balancing is just out of whack but still worth playing it it is free unless you pay to get rid of ads which you don't need to see any of the ads unless you want to so yeah i i would still grab it i think it does cost money to get it on steam which makes sense it's easier to put ads on mobile game people would riot if they got ads on a steam game that wasn't like integrated that'd be fucking hilarious because console games are getting like integrated ads now in in kind of a weird way what 
Okay, so I remember a story from a couple years ago where a racing game, I think one of the NASCAR games at the time, came out and it had a kind of neat technology from a from a capitalist standpoint. It's very neat. Where as you're racing around the track, there are like, you know, ad banners on the side that represent real world companies. That makes sense. Racing is just one big advertisement for a billion companies. Pretty much. But the company that made the game made it so that they could change those ads at any time because the game's connected to the internet. So when a sponsorship runs out, they can just bring in a new person, swap out those ads, and get more revenue. Yeah, that's some cool shit. It's also not invasive, which is kind of cool, because, again, if people put invasive stuff on a console, there would be riots. Yes, 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 yes. I'm trying to think of any example of a console game that has, like, hey, watch this ad to get double rewards or whatever. I don't think there is. No, I can't think of one. Usually if it's a console game that's ad adjacent, it's like, you know, the Cap'n Crunch game. It is an ad for the product. The fucking Skittles game. We should play We should play a bunch of, like, licensed, you know, not IPs, but, like, food games. Yeah, the Skittles game fucks me up because at no point... On the cover, in the description, does it say shit about Skittles? But it is a Skittles game. Do you think it was a wholly different game that they just slapped Skittles onto? I don't know, because like the, you're the like you have to find like these like power pieces or gems or whatever, and it's fucking Skittles that come down from a rainbow, like originally or some shit. But I don't know. It's just Skittles. Like that's just what what powers you up. But no one acknowledges it really. It's weird. But yeah, it could have been because it's it's a wild game. It's got just the 2000s humor all over. Yeah, this is leading me down another like mental rabbit hole of like the 7-Up video game Cool Spot <laughs> or Captain Novelin, which is a video game about insulin management for diabetes patients. But it's a platformer where you have to dodge bad foods and eat good ones. There are some multiplication... Multipl- multiplication m&ms game oh yeah that's kind of like a weird dungeon crawl thing i think so i mostly just played the cat and crunch game it was legitimately good i'll take your word for it like it was like four or five different mini games that you use to power up your own crunchling that you could turn different colors okay what more do you need so let's get let's get the definitive answer right here from the fakest gamer bro yeah cap and crunch video game or sneak king which is better I've never played Sneak King, so easy. Captain Crunch. Oh, how dare you? We're doing that. Oh? <laughs> uh, Sneak King's an amazing time. Well, like, I'm sorry, but can I make my own king different colors that grows up as I feed them burgers? No. In fact, well, the king does not eat any burgers. He, in fact, ambushes people with burgers. Okay, so he's a feeder. Y- yes, yeah. <laughs> okay i'm so sorry dami you're gonna see that this is a two hour long thing and it's really like but the first 12 minutes you can cut out almost entirely and then you can probably just cut off around the 50 minute mark and have a whole different episode isn't it more convenient to just have it all in one two episodes just all right here in one isn't that better it's better for me yeah yeah isn't it isn't it isn't it hey dami hey dami isn't it hey don't you enjoy us dami Hey, hey, Dummy, don't you love us? You did say that Justin was uh, your favorite host because 
uh, he had the best sound set up. But then you did say Cam was your favorite host because they had the best opinions. I have been usurped. Yeah. I have been usurped by someone who hates pun ball. <laughs> oh, wait, was that Jan? That was Jan. Fuck. Jan hates pun ball. Okay. Well, then Dami is correct because she didn't say that they were the best. Okay. <laughs> You're all the best. I, God damn. I said it before. I'm going to say it again in the hopes that it makes its way into the episode. This is what happens when we both have ADHD and we're just we're just trying our best. That's that's just how this ep- these are. That's why I love these because I can fucking get two episodes out of just sitting down and fucking word vomiting. We should stream this. We should. <laughs> We should. We should, like, find a game that we want to play and, or, like, one of us can play and we're, but we're both just talking and just stream us fucking talking about shit. Yeah. Absolutely. Because, like, I even wanted to have a section at the end where we just talk about what we're playing now, but it's already been two goddamn hours of us talking. Not including the hour we did not record. Look, I love talking with you very fun i'm glad yeah i I obviously like talking to you too i like talking about bubble games but yes this has been fake gamer bro uh check us out on twitter fake gamer bro uh there's also the website fake gamer bro dot uh card with two r's dot co um and yeah, we have a a Patreon, which eventually will have some behind the scenes stuff for Fate Gamer Bro, um, and like some some bonus content. Right now, you get bonus content from my previous podcast and a bunch of writing that I put on there, uh, and just like other random shit. It's just my general Patreon where I just like put shit. God, we so. should just put like we as if I can have any controlling stake in it. You should just absolutely put just the raw unedited this up to patreon every time that would be hilarious very tempting actually i'll think about it thank you to thank you to danny the spoon lord for being whatever the patreon level that gets shout outs is called i forgot what it's called i gave them cute little names and i forgot what they are great at branding um i'm great at branding i'm thinking about redoing my whole patreon again i don't know what i'm doing with it I hate Patreon. I love Patreon. I hate Patreon. Anyway, so yeah, you get perks and stuff for doing that. And also you just get to give me money, which helps me pay to host the podcast, which that's all it's going to right now. And eventually I'd also like to like pay people for being on here, which would be cool. Uh, So if you want to like give back to small creators, uh, check out Patreon. Or I also have a uh, a coffee, Ko-Fi thing that's also on the card. Or just check us out. Give us game suggestions. Eventually, I want to get an Apple device so I can play Apple games. But as of right now, I can only play Android games. As I've said before, we're currently moving to a monthly schedule until we get more back on track and get some more episodes in in the burner, especially because I should be moving at the end of April prob- probably so I want to give myself a little room for that this is just a hobby again I'm barely making enough to just cover 
Uh, the hosting fees, which isn't a complaint, it's just like that means you might just get episodes once a month now. Yeah, worst comes to worst, we'll just get together and talk about games without y'all. Yeah, that's what we were doing before, and then I decided to do a podcast about it. <laughs> but yeah, thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you, Dami, for editing this and for making the wonderful uh, theme song that is the intro and outro to this podcast, Puzzlin'. You can find it on, I almost said Spotify. No soundcloud domino thief is her username on soundcloud uh she has puzzlin and and uh some other songs up there um a a song that she made for my my last podcast she's great at music and i'm gonna keep plugging her soundcloud to poke her back into making more music and getting back on soundcloud again (laughs) and yeah uh justin did you want to plug anything oh yes hi my name is justin you can find me on Twitter at Tensei Dragon, T-E-N-S-E-I Dragon, uh, without any space or underscore or anything. It'll all be in the notes. Yeah, it's it's all it's all down below. Down below. Uh, you can also check me out in the actual play podcast Bard Rock Cafe as uh, as Nadir, a wizened old man who I put as much points into history as possible. So anytime something comes up, I you just go. Uh, excuse me, DM, do I know that? Yes, I do. <laughs> and also die in every fight. That's fucking great. As has happened. Bard Rock Cafe is a D&D actual play where everybody has wild magic all of the time. It's incredibly crazy and not even our GM knows what's happening. That's fucking great. I need to poke Dami to listen to that again because she fucking loves wild magic. But yes, so thank you for listening and uh, we'll see you the next time we record and post a thing. Bye. Bye. Thank you to Dami for editing the show and for our theme song, which you can find at Domino Thief on SoundCloud and in the show's notes. Also, thank you to our fakest fan tier member, Danny the Spoon Lord, for your support. If you'd like to get a shout out or just support the podcast, head on over to ko-fi.com slash jacksyaks, link also found in the show notes, and sign up for as little as $1 a month. For all other links, head over to jacksyax.com where you can always find the latest information. Thanks for listening!